0: Hey, family, it's the Sunday edition of The Groove with your girl, Tiffany Real. And on the line, we have Apostle Kiplin Taylor. The reason why I do this show is because I wasn't raised in a church. I don't have um, a religion, per se. I do believe in God. I just am confused about some things. So each week, I plan on having guests come on who can help me with my confusion And the only way you can understand is if you ask questions to people who know or have an idea or a better understanding than I do. So, Apostle Kip, as I call you, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Tiffany. How are you doing today? I'm great. (laughs)
0: I'm great. I'm great. How are Mm
1: -hmm. you? I'm doing well. Doing well. And uh, I I heard what you said. And listen, uh, we have that in common. I, too. Uh, was not raised up in the church so and for a long time I had some of the same questions uh, that maybe you have
0: right right because you know when I was young we'd go to church maybe on Easter and that was Mm -hmm. when I was real small and then as we got older we didn't have to go anymore we still dressed up still had the Easter eggs and all that other stuff but you know church wasn't big and then you know, my parents would send my brother and I to church um, and um, they would give us 50 cents and the store was right across the street from the church. So we would go to the store and we would buy candy. Sorry, mom and dad. And we would just play around <laughs> until church was over and then go back home. But back in those days, 50 cents could go a long way. And then two people, a dollar. Oh, my goodness. We we had a candy store. So, Absolutely, um, yeah. I have questions. I have questions, and I thank you for coming on the show to answer these questions, and I hope that you're still my friend afterwards.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love you. You can't get rid of me. I love (laughs) you. You can't do anything about that. How about that? Thank you so
0: much. So the first question that I have is, is the Bible the Word of God?
1: Emphatically, uh, the Bible is the Word of God. But what uh, I want everyone to understand, <clears throat> the Bible is not chronologically written. What does that mean? Uh, the Bible is snapshots of events, and basically the events that God wants you and I to know to steer us in the right direction. Um, it is. Uh, it does. It, it has a lot of historical content but it's not historical heavy. Now, what does that mean? Uh, It has the events that happened at a particular time, but it doesn't go into uh, the times that these events were happening, and you won't find it unless you do an exhaustive study. Uh, The names of the cities, the the seasons and so forth that were going on, uh, this is all part of uh, Bible study or biblical studies, if you will. And so, yes, the Bible is the emphatic word of God. Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay, so I've heard that um, the Bible was um, inspired by God, but it wasn't the exact word of God. And I've heard different scholars say that. So, but and then something else that I really want to touch on, especially when we come back from the break, is how the Bible is not in chronological order. So with saying that, is the Adam
1: and Eve story the first story or is that out of order? Well, when I say chronological order, uh, what I mean by that is is that it doesn't start and you see every day of their lives. That's what I mean by chronological. Uh, in chronological being time, right? Mm-hmm. So it means that it is not uh, written Uh, To depict every day of their lives It is snapshots of events And that's why I say that it is not chronologically written Meaning that every day of their lives is not documented But yes, Adam and Eve is the beginning And there is actually, when you read the first chapter of Genesis It's called Earth Ages uh, Because there's a lot of time in between the verses of Scripture Uh, In the beginning, uh, that's a time and then it goes on to say, um, and when God said, uh, let there be light, there's another time. So what I, it, it has uh, a long, exhaustive time. Uh, we look at prehistoric time. All of that falls into play in Genesis chapter 1.
0: Okay. It's the
2: groove with Tiffany Rill. We'll be right back with Apostle Kiplin Taylor. We're back. It's the Groove Sunday edition with Tiffany Real
0: and Apostle Kipling Taylor. So, Kip, Adam and Eve had two sons, right? Right. Cain and Abel.
2: Okay.
0: One killed the other one, so it left one of them. Because I'm not, Uh you know, savvy when it comes to the Bible. I've read it, but I don't know scripture by heart. Okay. So, the one... The, the remaining son
1: he took on a wife right
0: who was the wife and where does she come from?
1: That's, and that's where we speak to the chronologically written portion of the Bible in that time has elapsed and other children are being are born um, and so and then by the time that he takes on a wife there is a lot of elapsed time. So it doesn't really go into and depict and show you how all these people came about. Now, I will say this. Um, and I don't really want to confuse anyone, but it talks about, uh, trees in the Bible and Jesus often used in his teaching. He used the metaphor of trees. And so, uh, in the 61st chapter of Isaiah, Uh, He talked about that men were trees, the planting of the Lord. So when you look at Genesis and you see what he's talking about, these trees, uh, there was every tree in the garden. Well, we know that Satan, Lucifer, was a tree in the garden. He was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? And so he bore fruit, and the fruit that he bore was his words. There were others here here uh, that were not of humanity. Let's say that because when God formed Adam from the uh, dust of the earth and then after Adam uh, named all of the animals and everything that was to be named and then he put him to sleep and he took Eve out of his side called his rib. Well, the context of the scripture is really found in the first 12 chapters of revelation it talks about the war in heaven and how war really came about and how Lucifer was kicked out of heaven. And so that's the first 12 chapters of revelation. So the people or the beings that were here were the fallen angels and they were producing. And we see that when we get to the sixth chapter of Genesis, Genesis, when I talked about the sons of God went into the daughters of men. So there was a being here, but that was not a human being, but it was an uh, angelic being, if you will, that was already here. So again, this is a lot of intermingling of events and people, if you will. And I'm saying people uh, for lack of a better word to explain the other beings. Okay. And so... Uh, there were a lot of there were a lot of folk here that uh, and really uh, there is a book, and I would suggest that everyone get it and it's called uh, Enuma Elish, the Enuma Elish, which is the Babylonian narrative that explains a lot of the stuff that the Bible doesn't explain or that the Bible that are, is not addressed in the Bible. put it that way. Okay. Uh, but the Bible is the complete Word of God, okay? And so, again, uh, what you see in there is you'll understand how there were demonic forces watching humanity and setting up to cause humanity to fail as to when we have the problem in the garden uh, when Adam and Eve fell in Genesis chapter 3.
0: Okay, so real quick. So you're mm-hmm. saying that angel beings were here, the fallen angels, And then Adam and Eve were here. So the humans could
1: be with the angels. Well, what happened is it wasn't supposed to be that way. Okay. But, uh, uh, Adam and Eve were created first in Genesis chapter one verses um, uh, 26 or 28. The, uh, uh, Adam and Eve were created in God's image and his likeness. That means that we are all three part beings. Uh, mind, body, and soul as God is. He has a mind and a body it would be Jesus and the soul would be the Holy Spirit. And then that was the spiritual manifestation or the spiritual making of Adam and Eve in Genesis one twenty-six through 28. And then he told them that they would have dominion because there was something here already, and that would have been Lucifer and the falling angels. Okay. And they, they existed in a realm uh, outside of the dimensions that we live in today.
2: Okay, uh, it's the groove with Tiffany Real. We'll be back. It's the groove with Tiffany Real Sunday edition, and I'm here with Apostle Kiplin
0: Taylor, and I have another question.
2: So, I you have
0: another answer. <laughs> so the fall, so the fallen angels, right? Mm-hmm. Those are angels that disobeyed God and got kicked out. Of heaven?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, correct.
0: So angels, they're not human, they're angels. So they can, they have free will as well?
1: They have an ordained will. What does that mean? They do what God had created them to do. Okay, let me give you an example. Um, Heaven is divided into three. As that is the perfect number of God. So there are a set of angels that are called messenger angels, and they are under the authority of Gabriel, the messenger angels. There are a set of angels that are warring angels, and they're under the authority of Michael, the warring angel. And then there were a third of the angels that were under Lucifer, and they were responsible for praise, giving, you know, for uh, ensuring that the praise went forth in heaven. And so, uh, that is their ordained function, is that they were either messenger angels, warring angels, or praising angels. And what happened is, in the, the account, you can read uh, in Isaiah chapter 14, uh, what Lucifer was saying about what he wanted to be. Uh, it, basically, what happened is, he saw the reaction that everyone else was having when they would praise God. And he became envious of that praise, and how how the other angels and beings responded to the praise. And in the fourteenth chapter of Isaiah, he talks about how he wants to be like God and how he's going to make his abode uh, in the sides of the north um, in the elevated position. And really, it's speaking relative to the church. It's almost prophetic. And then when you read in um, Ezekiel chapter twenty eight, it talks to uh, it talks about the same thing. But it calls him the king of Tyre, T-Y-R-E. And it goes into into depth about what you see in Genesis, or excuse me, Isaiah chapter 14. You see it more in Ezekiel chapter 28. So,
0: I'm trying to understand. Okay. So, the angels, they all have a purpose. They're all created to do certain things. So, Satan and, you know, all the fallen angels, they were supposed to be fallen angels, correct? Because they can't do it without God's
1: authority. No, what happened is, <clears throat> it's like this right here. Your, let's let's use for an example, your parents. And I'm not, figuratively, I'm not talking about your literal parents.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But let's just say that your parents um were involved in a variety of things that were not profitable. And you as a child, you saw that and, and you emulated that. And then all of a sudden you began to copy that and manifest what you saw in your child or in your parents. Well Lucifer was the head angel over the praisers, over the praising angels. And when he and there were there was loyalty to him, okay? Not all of the praising angels um, were uh, obedient, or were were uh, doing what he did, in, in purpose of the fall, or in purpose of him getting kicked out of heaven. And again, uh, when you go over to Revelations uh, chapter twelve, verse four, it says there that the dragon. Uh, drew with his tail a third of the stars and cast them to the earth. Now he stole, and and he's referred to uh, in John 10, 10 as the thief, for the thief cometh but for to kill, steal, and to destroy. So he stole a third of the angels out of heaven, which would have been under his authority, and cast them to the earth. In other words. He had a, a temper tantrum, if you will, and like the little kids, I'm going to take my toys and go home. So he took all the angels under his authority and cast them to the earth. Now, not all of them were um, involved in the overthrow or the cool, if you will, in heaven. And um, they later uh, had the opportunity, and that's we'll, we'll go into that as a teaching later on, how all this came to be. But they were not, no, they were not created to fall. They were created to do what God um, created them to do, to praise him. And somewhere along the line, the influence of Lucifer fell upon those that were loyal to him. And they, too, became disobedient and fail. And now they're called demons here on earth. Okay, it's the groove with Tiffany Real.
2: It's the Groove with Tiffany Real Sunday edition and Kip. So
0: God created yep. everything. Yes, he did. God knows everything. Yes, he does. So God knew his angels were going to act up and and fall from heaven. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... If he created the angels, I guess what I'm trying to say is to me, it feels like a setup because if if God knows everything, he knew we were all going to fit. He knew that living this life, even the angels were struggling, but God already knew we were going to struggle. So I guess I'm saying if he knew (laughs) the outcomes, what was the purpose?
1: Okay, so let's look at it from this standpoint. Um, You're an author, right? You've you've written a couple of books. One. Uh, Now, I don't know how you uh, endeavored to write the books, but normally what will happen when an author looks at uh, the idea to write a book is you want to write the end of the book first. Why is that? Because – you want to, you want the story to have a happy ending or a concluded ending that is either favorable or de- depending on the point of your book, the end of the book should be written first and then you go back and what's called backfilling now. Right? Uh, here's the thing about God and being omniscient. Um, and there's also a term that I'm going to release to you that maybe you had you haven't heard of or you don't understand. It's called Meta-narrative. Meta-narrative. Now what does that mean? It has already happened, but not yet. So predestination is God, in his infinite wisdom, thought everything into existence. Thought first. Everything has been written from the end, backwards, to end up where? That the redemption of mankind and, and living with God in heaven and so forth and so on. It's called a meta narrative. Everything's written. The last part, then it goes back to backfill it. And so predestination means that there are events in your life that have already taken place. You just haven't experienced it yet because you haven't got to that time in your life that you will experience those things. And we seem to think that when we experience those things that they're new, but they've already happened. Because of predestination, okay.
0: And so, so before go you go ahead, so I don't, I don't know because this is above my educational level. But so, is it like sometimes when you you have like a deja vu moment, or you might have a dream, or you might um see things, or you might say things, and then they happen.
1: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You're right. And so there's, see, see, here's another thing. There's nothing that we can do, uh, in terms of outside of, um, uh, recreate, we can't create anything. Everything is already created. And it is, it is on a timeline that these things and these events take place and we're living them out every day. This is why you also uh, sometimes hear people say, the Bible is being fulfilled. Well, that's because what is written was written for a, t- a time down the road that would occur at a specific time. Right. Okay, it's Like okay, for example, um, I'm going to have dinner tonight. I'm going to cook this, this, and this. And so I take out the uh, ingredients for that meal and I set it aside. Well, I already know what the meal is. I already know what the recipe is. So the meal is already complete. Now I just have to manifest it by putting it together. Right. That's what, it happened. That's what it happened. Okay, you got it? Got it.
2: It's the groove with okay. Tiffany Real. It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Apostle
0: Kipling Taylor. So... The devil, Satan, Lucifer—is it all the same being?
1: All the same. As Lucifer, he was the first angel created, the cherub. Uh, the I guess you say even the lead cherub, if you will, because he was the son of the morning, and again uh, depicted in um, Isaiah chapter fourteen his fall, and then he became Satan. Now. The difference is is that as Lucifer, he was the most beautiful, pleasant angel to look upon. All of the precious stones and the, the, the glory of the heavens was in him. But after his fall, he became the most hideous looking being, uh, of all time. And his name was changed. And, And that's very significant. Why? Because God uses the naming convention to determine your purpose, and we've gotten we've kind of gotten away from that in how we name our children, and certainly in the African American community, and some of the names we give our children. But even in that, there's still a purpose in the name, and so the names mean something. That's a significant meaning. So Lucifer was the son of the morning, the praising angel, but Satan is the devil, um, the dragon, and other uh, epithets that are placed or given him in terms of names.
0: But see, this is what I don't understand. If Lucifer was the most beautiful, that means he was the big man on campus. You know, everybody was sweating him. You know, everybody adored him. He was, you know, if anybody was jealous, envious, whatever, it was because— well. Uh, how beautiful for, so if you were the man, why would you, why would you need more?
1: Because, uh, it, it wasn't that he needed more. It wasn't that he was the big man on the campus because it wasn't about equality in terms of levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was just, he was just, that's how God made him. And it was that everyone else had their own. Uh, individuality as well and what they were assigned to do. So it wasn't like people were standing or these angels were standing over talking about, well, what's he doing? or what I'd like to be like him. And no, that was not there because those things uh, come as a result of the fall, uh, je- uh, uh, jealousy, envy, lying, cheating, all of those things. You could find that in uh, Galatians chapter five when it talks about the fruit of the spirit and the works of the flesh. Those things come as a result of sin. But those things were not in heaven because sin cannot exist in heaven. So jealousy, envy, you know, pride, all those things were not in heaven. It wasn't like everybody was standing around looking at everybody else and seeing what was going on. No, everybody was focused into their purpose. But Lucifer saw the reaction that he was getting from the praise that he was giving God in heaven. And how? And he started to look at how these things were impacting the other angels in heaven. He is the one that opened the door uh, for indifference to enter into heaven. He created it in his mouth. In fact, again, if you go over here to, um, and I said the 14th chapter of Isaiah, excuse me, let me make a correction. It's the 12th chapter of Isaiah. uh, And he talks about how, um, it's the 12th chapter of Isaiah how he talks about what he's going to do in terms of who he's going to be. It's kind of like having uh, a thought when, when your mother or your father were disciplining you and you didn't like to be disciplined. You say, I just can't wait until I get 18. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the other. You start entertaining thoughts because you were displeased with some of the things that, that, occurred to you so you had an idea of what you wanted to do and what you wanted to be. And that's what happened. And, and the more that he played on these thoughts, the more that it began to overtake him to the point where now he wanted to act them out and he did. And then that spiked a uh, spark, a war in heaven.
0: Okay. It's the groove. I got more questions, <laughs> even more questions and we'll
2: ask them when we get back. Thank you. It's okay. the groove of
0: Tiffany Real. It's the Groove of Tiffany Real and Apostle Kipling. So there's something that you wanted to read?
1: Yes, yes. And I wanna do uh based on the the last segment, I wanna correct, and it is the fourteenth chapter of Isaiah. And I wanna pick it up at um uh, verse 7, and I want to read to you. Out of the King James Version of the Bible, it says here, The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Yea, the fir trees rejoice at the um, uh, at, at thee and the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no fellow is come up against us. Hell from beneath is moved for, um, for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead, and uh, for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth, it hath raised them up from the thrones of all the kings and of the nations. And they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of the vows. Uh, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. In the sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high yet thou shalt be brought down to the, uh, to hell to the side of the pit. And they shall see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble that did shake kingdoms that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not uh the house of his prisoners all the kings of the nations even all of them he in excuse me lie in glory everyone in his own house so this is a depiction as i was saying to you earlier this is the picture what he was thinking when it says in his heart that's a thought that's an inner thought Uh, when we say your heart, not the heart in the middle of your chest, that's a muscle that pumps the blood through your system, your body as a human, but your heart is your mind, is your spirit. And so he was speaking this in his heart, but it began to manifest as he entertained. And that's what happened uh, in heaven as he began to act on these thoughts that he was having. And so then he had to be put down. And there's a whole lot in this verse or chapter of scripture here that we really don't have time to go into, to really break it down. And it really is an exhaustive study. And so I I know you may not really understand a lot of what I'm saying right now, but this is why you have to take time to study the Bible, to get the answers that you're seeking. You're not just going to find a direct answer right now. So you have questions, you have questions and you're, you're scratching your head. And I can tell by some of your responses that, Wait a minute. I, what, it, okay, so again, it's given to study, and that's what being a Christian is: uh, is studying the Word of God for content and understanding, while walking this life. Is that we're trying to live according to the Word of God, and based on the revelation that we receive by studying Scripture. Second Timothy two and fifteen: Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That only comes by exhaustive study. It's not something that you can just do by osmosis and receive the answers that you're looking for and then walk away happy.
0: Right. So, when we come back, I have questions because based on what you just said, and I clearly agree with you, you know, nobody learns how to ride a bike in one day. And I definitely not gonna learn to ride this bike. No time soon, so we'll be back. Well, don't
1: say that.
2: With the group, with Tiffany Real. It's the Groove with Tiffany Real, and
0: I was going to keep pressing on, but this is not going to be our first time at the rodeo with um, Apostle Kiplin Taylor. So um, I want to ask a question that I asked Minister B.J. Bowman last week. What does it mean to be equally yoked?
1: Uh-huh. Okay. So... Uh... the the best way to understand scripture is through parables. Now a parable is a word picture. All right. And usually what happens is we use something that you've already experienced or seen to give you an idea of what we're trying to explain. So a parable. Okay. So what it means now, and I would ask you this question, have you ever seen, uh, maybe in a, uh, Less industrialized country where they use animals to grain or to grind or um, wheat and grain, and they'll use these animals and the and the grinder is where the animals will walk around in a circle, right? Uh, grinding. Okay. All right. That's called a stone mill, right? Right. Okay. Now the animals are ox. Usually they use ox because ox are strong and they can um, move that that grinder, if you will. Those stones are very heavy. Right. Well, there is a connection between the two oxes called a yoke. Okay. Now, imagine, if you will, if it wasn't two oxes being used to grind the grain, but one was an ox and one was a donkey, or one was an ox and one was a dog. Now, dogs are strong in their own right, but there's no way that a dog could be used to move that weight of that grinder. Okay. Right. So in order for the, the, the grain to be ground down to a fine powder and used in the way that they use it, they'd have to have equally yoked animals together to pull the weight together. Now what it's talking about there in the scripture is talking about, and what it really says is I'll read the scripture comes out of second Corinthians chapter two, Uh, excuse me, chapter 6, verses um, 14 through 16. It says, do not or don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship does or do righteousness and iniquity have? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with the isle? Or what portion does a believer have with an unbeliever? What agreement does a temple of God have with idols? for you are a temple of the living God, even as God said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. So, so what God is trying to say here is that we cannot intermingle with uh, people, one, that don't walk in the same way that we walk. Because if you get equally or unequally yoked with someone, that your belief system is based on this, and their belief system is based on that. When we start talking about or using the picture of those oxen uh grinding this the, the grain, now you're gonna be pulling in different directions and you can't work together. Somebody's gonna to be pulling against the other and it creates confusion. So that's what it's talking about. And, and we see it a lot even in the church today, how some women will marry men that are not Christians. And they somehow believe that they're going to convert them to become Christians. And what they end up having is the husband who's supposed to be the priest of the home, staying at home and the wife going to church or going to a church service. And oftentimes what happens is, is that she then wants to talk to him about what she experienced at the uh, house of worship they called the church. But he doesn't understand because he's not reading the same book, nor is he attending the same service. So they're unequally yoked. They cannot communicate effectively. Well. Even in business, okay? Well, so I, even in business, you got it? Did, did you catch that?
0: I, I, I get that, but, you know, there's a lot of Christians walking the same walk, apparently, but... um you got two Christians together. They go to church every Sunday together. They, you know, they raise their families together. They pay their bills. They do everything together. They got good credit together, and yet they still get divorced. So where's the where's the the no. equality in the yoke?
1: Okay, because here's what's happened. Remember this always. Wait, 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 um,
0: wait, 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 wait. Okay. We're
1: gonna
2: right. we're gonna answer that when we come back. It's the groove with Tiffany okay. Real. It's the groove with Tiffany real and man, this time has flown by. And, um, I
0: don't know if Lucifer, Satan, whoever is tapping me on my shoulder, but I started sweating like crazy. (laughs) 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 So Apostle Kip, finish out your point that you were making before the, the break.
1: Right. The point is, is that, um, if you want to go in a specific direction, make sure the person that you're connected to has the same, Thought in the same process and the same ideology. Now, when it comes to divorce in the church, well, you also have to remember that there is a Satan, a devil out there that does not want unification. Listen, um, the picture that God painted from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, that they were to live in harmony, in unity, and function, uh, uh, being happy and living together. But what happened? The, the devil showed up in the garden and he created confusion and he did some things and the fall of man happened. Now he introduced strife, war into, uh, the psyche, the paradigm of man, the mindset. And so now what happens is, is that there's two sides to every person. There's a lar- a light side, uh, the side of light and the side of dark. And so what happens oftentimes is that if we're not, uh, prayed up, uh, studied, you know, fasted up, then we'll fall victim to uh, the emotional track, you know? And so that's when things get stirred up and you say things, you do things that are contrary to the will of God, and you find yourself in a place where now you're operating out of your emotions, and that's where Satan truly exists is in our emotions. When somebody else says something to you and then you react. You don't think about it, you just react. And then you go back later and just go, oh, I shouldn't have said that because words become life. And so if in a marriage, you don't take the time to study and, and, and give the proper response, you know, you, you count to 10. Sometimes it's like, I, I wanted to say something, but no, because if I say that it's out there and I can't retract it. Now, if we get in a disagreement the next time, then here's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to bring up what was said last time and then you that builds on it. And what's really happening, is there's a wedge being driven between the two parties. Remember now that husband and uh, husband and wives are one flesh. Right. Okay. And so what happens is the devil does not want you to be one flesh because he understands that through the, the act of unification, there's power there Right. in the relationship. And so what he wants to do is create division. So you're no longer walking together, going back to those oxen's, right? You're pulling, and you're not accomplishing the mission, right. whatever that mission might be. I, I want to say something
0: real quick because sure. we're running out of time. But going back to what you said, when you have a disagreement with your spouse or whatever, and you may say unkind words or something, I am a firm believer of what you said about what you put into the universe you cannot take back. When I have a disagreement with someone, I never call anybody out their name, I this is just something that I don't do because, one, I believe that if I said it in anger, I meant it. So there, I always felt that way about you. So I don't say certain things. So when people get angry and they call you whatever words or they somewhere subconsciously, they feel that way about you because why would you even think to go to that
1: place? Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. And so they've been just as we talked about Lucifer and Satan and his fall and what he said he was going to be. Sometimes people entertain thoughts and those thoughts become here. Here's, here's how you can say this. Okay. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits and your habits become your traditions.
0: Mm. Okay. I heard that. So <laughs> as we close out, I want to thank you for coming and if there's anything else you would like to talk about, because not only are you in that Bible, you in that barbecue sauce. So you can close out by hey, telling us now. about the BBQ sauce and how we can reach you.
1: Okay. First of all, let me just say thank you uh, for having me as your guest today. And, uh, yes, I am open to come back uh, whenever you uh, desire me to come back. If you have me back Yay. and, uh, Okay, uh, so you can reach me uh, uh, in a variety of ways. Um, uh, you can call me at, um, you can email me, excuse me, I'm sorry, at taylor at G-A-O-C-I dot org. That's Apostle, A-P-O-S-T-L-E, K-Taylor at G-A-O-C-I dot org. Um, that's my email address. You can, uh, reach me at, um, my phone number here. And I just, just, Oh, okay. I just drew a blank. Here it is right here. My phone number is 888-852-5535 extension. Number one, again, that's 888 852 5535 extension number one. That's how you get in contact with me if you have a question or if you want to study. Uh, We also have um, a prayer line that we do every morning. And uh, once you call me or email me, I'll give you that information because, again, we are short on time here. All right, barbecue. Yes. Um, I have, or my wife and I have, a company. It's called Slap Someone Sauce LLC. And it's uh, because of the barbecue sauce that was passed down to me from my mother, who was passed down from my grandma. So we have a hundred year old recipe uh, that we use to make barbecue sauce. And currently we have 11 flavors and we also have some dry rub for you. Now, each of the flavors has its own name to coincide or um, to coincide with the name of the company of slap Someone sauce. So, and again, you'll see that when you go to the website, which is www. Dot slap someone sauce dot com, And This is, I believe uh, And if you don't believe in yourself Then no one else will believe So I believe this is the world's greatest barbecue sauce And many people have uh, Experienced it and they really like it And so this is how you can get yours We have 12 and 16 ounce bottles That we'll ship out to you And an 8 ounce jar of the dry rub uh, For a minimal cost And uh, come and get some
0: all right. I was gonna have you pray us up, but we ran out of time. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. You guys be safe. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Kip, for coming through and you'll be back again. It's the Groove with
2: Tiffany Real. We're out. Happy Sunday.